Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of Bruton agammaglobulinemia from the immunology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A six-year-old boy presents to the hospital with a severe upper respiratory infection requiring hospitalization. Chart review reveals that he has presented multiple times to the emergency room and primary care physician's office for a variety of infections including otitis media, upper respiratory infections, pneumonia, and sinusitis. When detailing family history, it is found that his maternal uncle died of an infection as a child. Lab findings include decreased levels of IgG, IgM, and IgA. This is a case of Bruton agammaglobulinemia. Let's now go over a brief introduction about Bruton agammaglobulinemia. This disorder is a primary humoral immunodeficiency characterized by decreased immunoglobulins. From a genetic standpoint, it is an X-linked recessive disorder seen in male children. The pathogenesis involves a defect in Bruton tyrosine kinase, BTK, and a defective maturation of B cells. This causes an impaired signaling from pre-B cell receptors, decrease in B cells, and a decrease in production of all classes of immunoglobulins. It also causes impaired antibody immune response. Let's now discuss the presentation and symptoms of Bruton agammaglobulinemia. The symptoms include recurrent infections, especially after six months of age due to decreased maternal IgG at that time. The common bacterial infections seen in this disorder include Streptococcus pneumoniae, Haemophilus influenza, Streptococcus pyogenes, and Pseudomonas. Note that in these patients there is an increased susceptibility to encapsulated bacteria and bloodborne viruses due to an opsonization defect. Physical exam findings include absent or scant lymphoid tissues, including tonsils and lymph nodes. The diagnostic evaluation of Bruton agammaglobulinemia is based on family history, clinical history, and the physical exam. Note that serologies will show a decrease in all classes of immunoglobulin, a decrease in the level of B cells, and a normal level of T cells. Diagnosis is confirmed with DNA, mRNA, and protein analysis showing mutation in the BTK enzyme. A good differential diagnosis when presented with the symptoms of this condition would include common variable immunodeficiency, severe combined immunodeficiency, and transient hypogammaglobulinemia of infancy. The treatment of Bruton agammaglobulinemia involves antibiotics for infections and regular IVIG infusions. Note that there is normal prognosis with regular IVIG therapy and early detection. Prevention of Bruton agammaglobulinemia involves screening in newborns and regular IVIG to prevent infections. Complications of Bruton agammaglobulinemia involves a small risk of malignancy. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A three-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department after having four days of runny nose, low-grade fever, and general malaise. This morning, he started to experience shortness of breath with coughing and purulent sputum. The mother states that she is particularly concerned since the patient has already had three episodes of bacterial pneumonia during his lifetime, along with two episodes of viral gastroenteritis requiring hospitalization and intravenous fluids. 
On exam, the patient's temperature is 101 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 88 over 58 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 100 per minute and respirations are 18 per minute. The patient is actively coughing with crackles heard at the right lower chest. There are no palpable lymph nodes, but the exam is also notable for an absence of tonsils. After the patient is stabilized, blood testing and flow cytometry demonstrate the following. IgA levels are undetectable. IgE levels are low. IgG levels are low. IgM levels are low. CD3 positive cells are normal. CD19 positive cells are low. Which of the following characterizes this child's condition? 1. Anaphylaxis to blood transfusion. 2. Defective protein expressed on activated T cells. 3. Fluorescence in situ hybridization demonstrating 22Q11 deletion. 4. Inability to repair DNA. Or 5. Western blot demonstrating no expression of a specific tyrosine kinase. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5. Western blot demonstrating no expression of a specific tyrosine kinase. This patient with recurrent infections, absence of tonsils, and low to undetectable immunoglobulins with low CD19 expression has Bruton agammaglobulinemia which is associated with loss of expression of the Bruton tyrosine kinase. Remember, Bruton agammaglobulinemia is also known as X-linked agammaglobulinemia and is due to an X-linked defect in the Bruton tyrosine kinase, which is crucial for B-cell development. As a result, there are low to absent B-cells, demonstrated by the cell marker CD19, in the serum along with low to absent immunoglobulins of all classes. Neonates are protected during the first six months of life from passive immunization from the mother. Afterward, patients develop recurrent infections or unusually severe infections requiring hospitalization. Patients typically have absent or small lymph nodes and tonsils. Treatment is with immunoglobulin replacement therapy as passive protection from infections. Additionally, antibiotics should be used for active infections. Hematopoietic stem cell transplantation is an alternative treatment. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, anaphylaxis to blood transfusion, is seen in IgA deficiency, which is the most common immunodeficiency. These patients are usually asymptomatic, however they can develop anaphylaxis with blood transfusions. Patients may have recurrent sinopulmonary infections, such as otitis media, sinusitis, or pneumonia. These patients have low IgA levels, but otherwise normal immunoglobulins. Answer choice 2. Defective protein expressed on activated T cells is a cause of immunodeficiency in hyper-IgM syndrome. In this condition, defective CD40L on T cells leads to a defective NB cell class switching. As a result, there is an overproduction of IgM, but decreased production of IgG, IgA, and IgE. Answer choice 3. Fluorescence in situ hybridization demonstrating 22Q11 deletion demonstrates DeGeorge syndrome. This is characterized by a failure of development of the third and fourth pharyngeal pouches leading to an absent thymus and parathyroids. 
Patients with DeGeorge syndrome have low T cells. However, this patient in this question has normal levels of CD3, a T cell marker. Answer choice four, inability to repair DNA is characteristic of ataxia telangiectasia, a condition characterized by low IgA, IgG, and IgE. These patients present with ataxia, telangiectasias, and IgA deficiency. In summary, Bruton A-gamma-globulinemia is characterized by the X-linked loss of Bruton tyrosine kinase, which results in low or absent CD19-positive B cells, IgG, IgA, IgM, and IgE. Next question. An 11-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his parents with a two-day history of fever, malaise, and productive cough. On presentation, he is found to be very weak and is having difficulty breathing. His past medical history is significant for multiple prior infections requiring hospitalization, including otitis media, upper respiratory infections, pneumonia, and sinusitis. His family history is also significant for a maternal uncle who died of an infection as a child. Lab findings include decreased levels of IgG, IgM, IgA, and plasma cells with normal levels of CD4-positive cells. The protein that is most likely defective in this patient has which of the following functions? 1. Actin polymerization. 2. Autoimmune regulation. 3. Lysosomal trafficking. 4. Nucleotide salvage. Or 5 protein phosphorylation. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, protein phosphorylation. This boy who is developing multiple systemic infections at a young age and has universally decreased B cell function most likely has Bruton A-gamma-globulinemia, which is caused by a mutation in a tyrosine kinase, which phosphorylates proteins. Remember, Bruton agammaglobulinemia is a primary humoral immunodeficiency that is characterized by decreased immunoglobulin production in all lines, IgM, IgG, and IgA. It is caused by an X-linked recessive defect in Bruton tyrosine kinase, which is important in phosphorylating proteins during the B-cell maturation pathway. Without this critical kinase, there is impaired signaling from the pre-B cell receptor, which leads to defective development and premature death of B cells. The impairment in this response will lead to recurrent childhood infections. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, actin polymerization, is consistent with the activity of the WASP protein, or the WASP protein, that is mutated in Wiscott-Aldridge syndrome. However, this disease would present with eczema and thrombocytopenia. Answer choice 2, autoimmune regulation, is consistent with the activity of the AIR protein, or the AIRE protein, that is mutated in chronic mucocutaneous candidiasis. However, this disease would present with thrush and diaper rash. Answer choice 3, lysosomal trafficking is consistent with the activity of the LIST gene, the LYST gene, that is mutated in Chediak-Higashi syndrome. However, this disease would present in partial albinism and pancytopenia. And finally, answer choice 4, nucleotide salvage is consistent with the activity of the adenosine deaminase protein that is mutated in severe combined immunodeficiency syndrome. However, this disease would present with decreased CD4-positive T-cells as well.
In summary, Bruton A-gamma globulinemia is an autoimmune disease that is caused by a mutation in the Bruton tyrosine kinase. That's all for this review about Bruton A-gamma globulinemia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.